Hey, what's good, y'all? I'm Bill Butts. You might have heard me some things like, I don't know, Cyberpunk 2077 is Douglas. You know, a little show called One Piece where I play Captain Jack. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, blah, blah, blah. There's an ID for that. But what matters is, I'm happy you're here. Join me and my boy Paul Castro in the wonderful Points of Experience podcast. Let's go, baby! <laughs> That might be the best intro we've had thus far. Uh, really. God, you that's what you're in store for. One of the best personalities I've met in my life, let alone Los Angeles, let alone the voiceover industry, let alone just human beings. Bill is a genuine stand-up, just straight-up amazing guy. One of the jolliest people I know, one of the most encouraging people I know, generous. Like, literally, first time I met him, he's like, dude, come to the gym with me. I'll help you out. Like, he was just giving me and uh, a couple of other people advice on like, hey, you can try this, you can do this. He just wants to help people. He's there to to be a resource, as we have learned in this episode. A lot of other people were for him. An unconventional route, getting into the world of voiceover. It's not your typical story, which I love. I love when people weren't raised in the theater, so to speak. It, it's, it's really a, in, encouraging to know that you can start at any point in your life. You can make changes, drastic changes in your life coming from something different to uh, something like voiceover, voice acting, acting on camera, theater. He does it all. He does it all. I don't know if he's still doing this play, but he's in a play with uh, um, Talon and Patrick Warburton that he had recently done. I don't know if it's still going on. We didn't talk about it. We did, but we didn't expand upon it too much. So definitely check out and see if that's still going on because it looks phenomenal. And I'm going to be seeing it if it's still there. But unfortunately, I can't look and then re-record this because it's done. What's done is done. We do one takes. One takes here. We also talk about his love for anime, video games, what he does for the characters, how we train to get to the skill level that he is at. What what his physicality means to him as an actor. It's a really full course meal here, sitting down with one of the best there is, Bill Butts. Thank you so much. Guys, make sure you like and subscribe before we get on to the good stuff here. It really means a lot to us. And if you so choose to leave us a review, I will reply to it. Or I'll send you a thank you note on Apple, Spotify, wherever you can do it. Uh, it means a lot to me. It lets more people know what we're doing. And it can potentially help somebody out there who has been like, hey, I'm interested in doing this. Let me listen to some other people who have done something similar. And maybe that'll be the words that they needed to encourage them to take that next step forward. Uh, I'm also offering some services like coaching and career consults for a very limited basis. I don't have a ton of time, but if you are looking for some specific help on something, I'm looking to get more intimate with people, paulcastrojr.com slash coaching, or we can go over your stuff, like your demos and that stuff, and uh, we can create a little bit of a career plan. Um, It's just more of a way for me to get intimate with y'all, help you on a personal level. So check that stuff out. But without further ado, we've got the man, the myth, the legend among legends, and a god amongst gods. Bill Butts, points of experience, right here. A one. (laughs) One. What was that, blow pop? Or what was that, uh... Mr. Owl. Yeah, Susie Pops. Tootsie Pop, how many licks does it take to get to the to the juicy roll center of a juicy pop? Juicy roll? Is that what it was called? That was definitely a song in the early 2000s. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely remember those uh, commercials very vividly. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
Bill, <laughs> I, I, I'm so happy to have you here. You know, I do. I, I want to start with this. I do some pretty decent research. I say decent because some people might say I'm, a, I'm a fraud. But I did some research <laughs> on you before this, and it inspired me to do a little this or that to start the episode. I don't normally ever <laughs> do right. this, but it just Let's inspired go. me. So Let's I want to do a couple of this or that's, and right. you just let me know, okay? Let's do, let's We're gonna do, start. Do. This is this, we're this starting off real that. fun here. Okay. Here we go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Marvel. Batman or Superman? Batman. Spider-Man or mm. Iron Man? Spider-Man. Iron Man is, is, is Spider-Man. Come on. Favorite <laughs> yeah. neighborhood Spider-Man. He, he's one of the homies. He's one of the homies. Listen, I had to go for the two big dogs. I'm a, I'm a New York boy myself. Uh, oh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Uh, protein bars or protein shakes? Protein shakes. Because mm. you, you can do whatever you want with them. Even like I have a one I can make taste like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're gonna have it, Paul, and it it's vegan. Oh, yeah, I'm I in. Got I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Listen, I love protein shakes. I'm trying to find my protein bars, but um, shakes are delicious. Uh, bench right. press or dumbbell press? Dumbbell press. Care to explain? Uh. Bench is really, really fun, but at the same time, like a dumbbell bench press, you ha- it's it goes more to your stabilizers, so I can actually do some more rotation, but isolation on top of that as well. And let's face it, uh, you look more like a badass if you're still, like going big away to like just two massive boulders in your hand, just slow yeah. controlled movement. You feel like a god. <laughs> That's why I need to come train with you because I want to feel like a god and not like a uh, weak Smurf. But yes, join I... us, young. Join the gym. You should too. I'm going to. I'm going to. Let's I'm go. going to. I promise you. I promise you. We will make a date after this. <laughs> Shorts or jeans? Shorts. Shorts. Cool, as in weather, or mm. warm. Warm weather. I agree with that. Movies yeah. or TV? Lately, it's been movies, man. Movies? What movies? What's been a movie on your mind lately? Uh, I just saw that new uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. Yes. I've missed the movie experience, like eating my big opening of popcorn and everything like that. And mini-review, without spoilers, and things only shown in the trailers, it is incredibly refreshing because it feels like more uh, like a Marvel movie in a long time. Jonathan Majors kills it as Kang. I've heard. Absolutely kills it. It's still it's Ant Man. If you don't like Ant Man, then d- don't worry about that. It's more so opening up the universe to something much bigger and broader and cooler. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, you do see Kang. So Kang, if you've played any video games or comic book nerd, you'll be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. It, it's it's a man with a very large face who shoots lasers. You'll be fine. Oh uh, yeah. I had a wonderful time watching it. it you, you, turn, you don't expect Lord of the Rings. You're there to see a movie about a man who controls ants facing a man who controls time. So, yeah, yeah it's fun. It's fun. But something about going to the theater, getting your popcorn and your drink, and just seeing it, just it's, it's everything, man. It is. I do love the movies. I go every week, pretty much every week, and I do – I haven't seen – the I so this is the third Ant Man. I don't think I've yeah. seen the second one yet, but I do love Paul Rudd. So I I, I feel like and Michael Douglas yeah. and everybody else who's in it. So I have to see the second one, and then I will go see the third. You better I felt, do. I better. It's my duty. Uh, <laughs> anime or video games? Damn. Oof. Did I just get you? Did I just did I put Ooh. you in the, the un, unanswerable quick, question yeah. here? Quick answers right there. I gotta pick a child. Uh. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go with video games. I love anime, but something about that interactive experience is everything, man. And some uh, games are like anime. I don't know. <laughs> I concur. And sometimes they make animes out of video games and vice versa. So I feel like you, you kind of get best of both worlds. Rain or snow? Uh, snow. Because making snowmen is amazing, as well as skiing, snowboarding. We've never done snowboarding, but still, it's a blast, man. Yes. I, we got to get you snowboarding. Naruto or One Piece? One Piece. One Naruto piece. is really, really dope, but One Piece has a continuous, just extremely good story. Where we're like, I can look at like Naruto, and I'll be honest, like, that's really, really good. There's some arcs I don't care for. <laughs> then there's like One Piece, where I just keep getting more and more invested and yeah. I don't know how they do it, but they do, and it's so good. <laughs> and you're in it. That's, oh, yes. That gives you a little bit that of That is vibes. also true. <laughs> yes. Okay, here's a, here's a really – actually, no, this is – are you? Paperback or audiobook? Paperback. Paperback. There's something about feeling the book in my hands. That's everything and turning the pages. That we're, Okay, it sounds weird. The smell of it. Mm. Of like the wood and like the pages is everything compared to like audiobook. Someone's reading you a story. Cool. I'd rather just sit there and like just zone out of the entire bit of the world and just like be just captivated by the reading. Yeah, I, I there's some audiobooks that I I've read like a star or I listened to a Star Wars. It was the uh, Darth Sidious audiobook, and they did a nice. lot of the interactive like um, sounds and lightsaber noises and blasters. And that for me was like, whoa, ah, really? ah, man, yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, okay. Darth Sidious or Dar- or Darth Plagueis. I forget what the name of it is. Darth City. It's about Darth, Darth Sidious Plagueis and Darth Plagueis. The wise. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and it's so good. Highly recommended. But I love books as well. Uh, fruits or vegetables? Vegetables. Vegetables. Like uh, potatoes, carrots are amazing. Uh, fruits are good, but I I like vegetables. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I ain't going to fault you for that. I ain't going to fault you for that. And here's the number one question here to end our this or that off of the stupid dumb list that I did here. But I think <laughs> this one is going to be a hard one for you. And I did some research for this. So, and based off speaking to you prior, mm-hmm. if you had the choice, mm-hmm. you were given the option to voice one of these characters. Which do you choose? Okay. John Stewart, the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. or Ganondorf? You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go with John Stewart. Okay. Is like, that based yeah. off of the new DC news? A little bit. Okay. Ganondorf is one of the dopest villains in gaming. He really, really is. Or Ganon, be that guy. But yeah. uh, John Stewart, he is... One of the first black superheroes. He takes on a racist, like a, a politician. His first comic. On top of all of that, when everyone's like, name him Daquan Jackson or some <laughs> thing like that. And they'll go on and I was like, no, he was born in America. And yeah, his name was John Stewart. Yeah. Great. Like, my name is Bill, for crying out loud. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> and I can, like, really identify with that. And he's still yeah. probably, like, a black man. He's, he articulates his words. He's educated. He's strong. His willpower, which is everything. He's a black man whose power is will, amplified by our ring to manifest it into whatever he can imagine. That's amazing for the black community. Yeah. So, for me, there, like, the absolute dream role is, is Ganondorf. <laughs> <Yeah>. Subconsciously. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like, you love villains, but nah, nah it's, it's John Stewart. 
Yeah, I remember you saying that, and I and I saw a, a picture, or saw I was like just scrolling through like your Instagram or something, just <laughs> seeing if I could find any gems, and I saw a post where you were like, Ganondorf is one of my favorite. I would love. He's like one of my number one favorites to voice. So I was like, huh, I'm going to put you to the ultimate test right now, <laughs> and thus I did. So thank you for indulging in, in that, uh, Bill. Uh, thank you for just being on here. This is uh, exciting. I'm. I, I hope this has been already off to a ridiculous start and a fun one at that. But um, <laughs> I'm having a blast. <laughs> we finally got to sit down and kind of get to know each other a little bit, yeah. unbeknownst to us who even each other were to a degree. <laughs> you were like, I have no idea who you are. And I it's loved like, every second of that. It's like, that's Paul. <laughs> Hi, Paul. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> and I think vice versa, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> but you know what it is? I, I've known so much of your work and actually even just like going through everything. And we talked a little bit about like cyberpunk. I thought your role in that and obviously that show was one of the most I had Zach on recently that show for hey. me really uh, it, it changed a lot about what I think the animation world with uh, video games in the anime style like it combined so many elements of contemporary media and I was yeah. like if this is the future I'm in give me anything <laughs> like this I'm in games that have companion pieces that give you the same world but different story and um I don't want to give spoilers here, so anybody, if you haven't seen Cyberpunk, just mute your ears for about 10 to 15 seconds. You know, I'm just praying that your character comes back. I just think that would be <laughs> amazing. And uh, it was just so good to see you in that, and I, I knew your work from that, and then obviously so much more that you've done. Um, <laughs> and we share maybe like a title or two. Uh, I loved you as Odin in Record of Ragnarok. I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you just have you have one of the you have one of those personalities where I I I know that every character you do is so far from like because you play a lot of villains. You're yeah. such a jolly and nice person and then you play like these badass villains sometimes. <laughs> it's just like yeah. it just is a testament to how good you are. Do you feel that that's like fun for you to kind of stretch outside your range or do you like would you like to play more of these plucky fun guys that are closer to home the plucky fun ones are a blast because it's like just you know i don't even need to like warm up like here i am it's just me yeah but there's something really fun about villains i adore because it's okay now hear me out here it's almost like it's therapeutic because mm. we all have that 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 hate inside of us, but at the same time, I was like, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what are you doing today, Bo? Well, I'm gonna play a, a strange man who loves the color green, and he murders people and can melt anyone who stands above, like in JoJo's. Mm. And like, cool, cool. Uh, bring some horrible things. Let all my hate out. And after that, I was like, hey, no, Bo. Oh, I'm feeling great, man. I was just like, you know. I know. Exercise my demons today. It was wonderful. <laughs> I might go play with some puppies. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a blast because uh we, we all do we all got it in us but yeah I I find that even playing as villain outside of like that just there it makes the story so much better because you can you amp the lead the protagonist say like, become what they hate would not and like the more I feel like like uh people are like oh I hated your character I'm like good yes good and raising the stakes and seeing that for instance like you know particular scenes in cyberpunk going toward the end with like where me and zach may have had a bit of a moment because i'm gonna say right there like mm -hmm. how do i not split because this is like the last episode yeah but it's good even like in one piece taking on the entire cast <laughs> it's, surreal it's fun it's fun yeah. man what uh, 
what do you do? Because I've noticed, I mean, I don't play as many villains. I'm often mm. playing in that, like, young mm. boy. I don't have the range like you do. I wish ah. I did. I'm very envious. The, at, at least very vocally. I, I do get to play a lot of... Um, uh, good-natured people to some degree. What do you do? You find that moments when you're playing these villains that it lingers for a little bit, or do you are you able to walk away from those things without it really having like that feeling where you're like, whew, like wow, that just did a a, a number on me emotionally Ooh, or psychologically. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a good question. And the truth of it is, it's always you know it's L.A. It's like that long hour long drive home where it's like. I need Jesus. <laughs> and like, yeah, you kind of breathe for a little bit, but um, you get it out, but you kind of say and do some dark things. Mm-hmm. I'll say you're, you're not wrong where it is that little bit where kind of like that kind of refocusing yourself. And it, it depends. Cause like sometimes you're playing a vampire, there's some kind of creepy or weird, but then some just a crunch roll. So I've done it like before and mm-hmm. like, that's fun. But then there'll be things like, um, there's a part in One Piece. And to spoil 100 episodes ago, uh, I play Jack. Jack the Drot. And uh, there's a scene where he gets bored after fighting an army for three days straight and decides to gas the entire city. So I'm like, yeah. It's like, then I drive home. It's like, yep. I'm going to put on some happy music, some funk. Yeah. Go home, sit and rethink my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I repeat, it's kind of odd because it's two sides of the same coin. Like um, playing like Mass Effect and choosing the Renegade option. It's fun, but if you want to go down to like the deep nitty gritty, yeah, there is always that bit of having to like rebalance yourself. (laughs) Mm. I feel like music definitely helps that. What is there like go to music for you that you put on Mm. that's different than what you listen to normally? Honestly, it's <laughs> hear me out. I have like a whole list goes. It's like funk. I was gonna play a bit, a bit of that right there, and it can yeah. range from everything from honestly like Stevie Wonder to Ray Charles to like just going all the way down to even like Donald Glover. If you like these happier, upbeat kind of songs, even Donald has some attempt that kind of like goes between the balance of like angry and happy and jokey, and I kind of like you know kind of brings me back a little bit. Yeah, that is uh, even <laughs> today, as in. My session ended 30 minutes before this. It's like, yeah, we're doing that drive. Doing that drive. Or it was yeah. like, where I can only say loosely, it's like, we're just doing our jobs. Yeah. And then shooting a man. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> God, it's a physical experience when you're yeah. doing that stuff. I was doing for... I'll I'll be vague here as well. Yeah. I was doing an audition that required a lot of creature voices. So oh, when you're when you're doing a lot of those creature voices, oftentimes they lean into darker, more villainous things. And that's a I mean, it's a big stretch for me vocally and for me to really for me to believably pull that off, I have to go full mind, body, spirit connection yeah. to that. And I was like I finished it, I sat down on my uh my chair Allie, my fiance, came home. Hey, she was girl. Like, she, she came to sit down and like wanted to talk to me about stuff, and I just said, "Let's just chill." I just, I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. In, like she was asking me about something. She's like, "Oh, I heard this good news just happened," and I was like, "I can't go there right now. I need to just, I just need to sit here and look at you and smile oh. and, and relax because <laughs> it's just too much. It just drains yeah. so much of your body." And for anybody here who's listening to this on audio and hasn't seen uh, Bill, just go Google a picture of 
Bill Butts. He's built like a a god. You know, he's got a very, very beautiful physique and structure that I am extremely envious of. Um, does do you notice that like working out and being in good shape, and maybe even the relationship between when you go to the gym and when you have sessions? Do you have any sort of connection between your fitness routine and the work that you do, and when you do it? Yes. Uh, absolutely. I highly recommend anyone who's in the VO world to uh, try to be as fit as you can because, um, as you would know, Paul, preaching to the choir here, but the physicality that you exude every time you, you work, it portrays into the work that you do. So let's say, like, you know, if I'm like fighting someone, for me, many years of my life was as a martial artist, still am. You know the mannerisms, the fight, what it feels like to be hit, hurt, or to hit someone. To uh, say even a to be cut, stabbed, anything like that, there, you can bring that to your work. And I move a lot whenever I'm like acting, so bringing that to it, you is just that little um, that pre life, that subtlety, that uh, four to five D read, as some might even say, mm. comes through into that. So uh, for me, especially you know, getting my cardio in, my physicality, up, make sure I'm supposed to be able to be loose, it shows. So for that blah blah blah, before I go in here for like a black minute, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and it comes down to no uh, oh, no no no, we'll, we'll, we'll go to church here, like uh, please, there's some this characters. is where you've got the you've got the the podium. <laughs> so we're going back to like physicality and things like that. Uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with One Piece as an example. They're Tekken. What do you want to talk about? Like uh, I look at the you look at the sides. Okay, cool. I see this character named Jack. Yes, I read the manga and I love the the anime forever and a day. But when I'm reading for that, what do I see? Okay, cool. He's very tall. He sticks his chest out. Cool. So there's a little bit of barrel in his voice here. Look close. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Ah, serrated fangs. That's all he has for teeth. And he doesn't move his lips. So his M's are probably hard for him. Great, 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 great. Cool, cool. Watch that episode. How does he move? Cool, 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 cool. Let's let's just change that for these lines here. And I realize, look at the line, at the, even the auditions. There'd be like exclamation points. Like, is he really yelling? Let's watch. No, he's just really intense there. So yeah. it, it's bringing those little bits that uh, that make it. So I said not only my mannerisms, but also what they're wanting. Even if it's just a drawing, or maybe if, it's, if you're lucky, it's already out. And of course, being in shape means yeah, I can do that. For hours and hours, be like, yeah, it's fine. Or if it's like you've had to scream in a session, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that stuff gets intense. I mean, I've I've done full on war games where that's the Let's entire go. session. And if you are not, if you don't have endurance, it's like I really I'm rooting for you because I don't know if you can get <laughs> yeah. through four hours of that, let alone two yeah. hours, which is kind of the maximum now. For union jobs, I think it's mm. two hours of vocally intensive for union. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I've I've been lucky that I've kind of uh, I've backed my way into an an addiction to cardio. I am now <laughs> I am I, I'm now dependent upon it for my mental health. And yeah. um, I've always lifted, but I'm trying to get more intense. And I feel like you will be the next sensei that I need on my my journey through uh, <laughs> my fitness <laughs> world. That's uh, you know you brought up a good point too i want to make sure i say this before i jump the exclamation yeah. point because yeah. this is something i think that trips up a lot of people especially aspiring voice actors it's mm. taken me a long time to truly understand what that yeah. punctuation means because i think yeah. people see exclamation point and they think it means oh my god everything is so big yeah when yeah. 
what you're saying, and it's such a good point, and I don't know if we've ever talked about it on here, is that could be further from the truth than you think, where that exclamation point could literally just be like saying the line intensely. Like yeah. that could be an exclamation point. Like what I just did there. Like this yeah. is an exclamation point versus yeah. this is an exclamation point. Yeah. What? How did? How do you? How did you come to like? Um, was was there an identification moment for you in that type of scenario? Because it became a really hard thing for me to learn. Yeah. Was there a moment where you were like a director said oh. something to you, or you just were like, "Hang on, that's not what that is." Uh, it was um, God about four years ago. I was like studying with a uh, Ned Lot wonderful coach, wonderful teacher. And he actually brought that up and it changed all of my reads. Well, at the same time, I took uh, some lessons from Thomas Gardner where I was doing like the mocap balls and he actually does a lot of script analysis. So I'm like trying to like pick from here and like just find that truth behind all truths and realizing that like when it comes to painting the picture in a script, that is it right there. And sometimes even like, uh, <laughs> it sounds weird to say, even if it's written as an exclamation point, as you're acting out the scene, you might even unintentionally not yell, yeah. but have the intensity there, and it's better. And a casting director will be like, that's better than what I actually wanted. Yeah, that one, mm-hmm. right there. And they believe it. So, yeah, that's me. Uh, that's my answer. <laughs> I like it. I, it's because, I, I mean, listen, it's something I still deal with to this day where I, I have those type of inspiring reads where... Mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to be screaming here. I know yeah. it's written that way. I know that's what the, the writer maybe in, intended, but when yeah. I'm doing it, it doesn't feel right. But then I look at the script and I'm like, uh, if Shakespeare wrote this, he'd be so mad. I should just do what he's <laughs> telling me to do. You know, like trust the writer. Yeah. But I think it takes a lot of um, trust in yourself. And yeah. you've been doing this for a minute. I, I'm actually excited now to kind of jump to get to know a little bit about your origin here for anybody sure. who doesn't know and how you got all started in this because sure. um, I know you've been doing voice acting for a minute. I know uh, on camera is something you, you had done. You've done theater. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're looking to do more TV and film from what we had discussed. Where did everything start from you? Did you, were you <laughs> like a, um, uh, were you a youth that was always in the theater or were you somebody who found themselves accidentally doing acting? Like, how did your love of the arts come about? Because just to, just based on your sides here, I'm gonna or your size, sir. So I'm sorry. I have to imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I have to imagine there were a couple of coaches who tried to recruit you for some sports. I have to. I have to believe that was the case. Um, size wise, God, like, uh, okay, hmm. This is going to be a long answer. Please. I apologize. But, uh, God, junior high, high school, I was definitely an athlete. My dad was a lieutenant commander in the U.S. Navy, so at 12, I got, like, a bench press for Christmas. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's for itself. So, like, oh, you know, that's what I live in Kansas. There's this in video games. So, uh, <laughs> as a kid, there's a lot to do in Kansas. But as a child, you're not going to go to the speakeasies. Anyway. Um, Fair. So... Would work out, work out, work out, work out. Did track, did a shot put javelin, 4 by one 4 by 2 loved it. And uh, some folk were like, you should join the Navy like your dad. And I'm like, I want to be the first black male to go to space and live. Uh, actually, a joke. I say a joke, but no, literally, uh, realistically, I did want to be an astronaut. I was a science Olympiad kid. Eventually, even got to college. I wanted to be like, you know, I want to study. So I'm taking astronomy courses and things like that, trying to figure out my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember it was a... The, we had our astronomy final, and it was hours after Star Wars Episode Three. I walk in, I'm tired as crap, 
and I, <laughs> I walk up to our uh, professor, and I'm like, yeah, you good, Bill? Oh, I'm tired, man, but that, uh, that lightsaber fight was awesome. And he goes, you son of a bitch. I had to print your papers. I had to miss the movie. Ah. <laughs> I laughed. He laughed. And uh, eventually, I'm taking this, you know, taking uh, the test. And, bruh, there was a math problem on it that said, there's a shadow moon that is excellent. But this time of day, between Earth, Earth and Moon, its ratio, how long is the shadow? And I realized something. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't want to do, like, I didn't want to do math for the rest of my life. It was a thought so strong came out of my mouth. And when I literally just said, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Put my pencil down. I was like, down. Two was like, like clip my head for a minute. Finished it. Still passed the class. Everything like that. There, I laugh. Professor Doug Patterson. It's important. Uh, Shout out. After two. Oh, he, Doug's amazing. Doug's amazing. And I thought it was funny. And I sat back there. I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life? And I had the most interesting like week after that, trying to like you know figure out this Kairos moment of life of everything shifting. And yeah. um, I had. A lady walk up to me at work. I have no idea who this person is. They said, you got a good voice. You should try theater or something. I'm like, huh. And at the same time, some friends of mine were going to like anime conventions and things like that. And I never went because I was I was like, I, it's not my bag. I love anime. But all I know from Comic-Cons is comic guy from Simpsons. I want to be about that life. And... <laughs> Man, was I happy to be wrong. Yeah. I went to one and I had like the best time. Everyone showed up in cool cosplays. I didn't bring any, so I put on a towel, just up as the old spice guy, and that worked <laughs> surprisingly well. <laughs> and, uh, and it was great. After like a few of those, uh we were doing a panel, we were just gonna riff all over City Hunter. It was Jackie Chan, just up as Chun Li. I'm not kidding, Google it. <laughs> and, I have to. Uh, yeah, oh, it's great. Starring Jackie Chan, he does have a full scene as Capcom's Chun Li. It's hilarious, and um, I hope people, uh, Keith Silverstein crashes the panel. Sits in, and we're all just laughing at it. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, huh. Now I don't look up a lot of things, but there's one thing I knew, and that was a uh, Keith was one of like two black people I knew mm. who voiced anime. Like there's Keith. Or a bow. You don't hear anyone else. It's usually like a white dude putting on their own version of black voice. We don't sound like that. And um, I just had to pick his brain. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm trying to figure out some things real quick. Uh, what do you do? How'd you get into VO? Like, what do you do? It's like, you're like the only black guy I know who does it. And he sat with me for like an hour. Wow. Told me everything. I was like, great. Went about his business. And little did Keith know, uh, when I got back home, I changed my major. I went for a theater and journalism. Shut up with theater till my professor was like, hey, uh, yeah, you can make a demo. I'm like, cool, how much is that? $2,000? Bet. Double down and went to uh, journalism to learn how to work a board. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll just have to, maybe I'll just study and learn how to make my own. Holy crap, that's expensive. So um, did that, and it was like 16 to 19 hours at a time. And I'm doing like Shakespeare Contemporary, the works. So eventually uh, I got to enter for Cumulus Radio. Now, this is going to circle here, right? Yeah. Enter with Cumulus Radio, or with Chris DeGaulle on the morning show, where the political talk radio. So, pause here. If you see me talk politics, oh, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. So, there's no one's <laughs> going to be like, where are the rights bad, the left's bad. I'm like, yo, I've heard the same crap from both 
and uh, Black Lives Matter. If that's too much for you, uh, that's on you. But let's if we can actually talk about politics. I will. Oh, I will. It was literally my job. Wow. So, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. And after a while of that, uh, it, was a, it was a junior college I had gone to to do, like, astronomy. They'd hit me up and go, like, hey, you want a job? I'm like, yes. Money, please. And they hired me back, and eventually I became the manager of the department for radio. Whoa. And I came back then. Doug Patterson and I became just actual friends. Like, it's weird. I was just two. Now we're, like, working side by side. Like, yeah, it's weird. So... <laughs> Uh, I ran that for years, and if you guys get bored, you can find a ton of photos, videos, and all that I put on, on my Facebook, or maybe a little bit of some Instagram. Yeah, it's all still there. Heck yeah. Uh, I ran that for a minute until, uh, also at the same time, going back to conventions, you know, this is a long answer. Quiet, you. <laughs> um, I command you. I, but uh, <laughs> after all that, I was still going to anime conventions, and my language of choice was Japanese in school. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> some stuff happened at a con, and they figured that out, and a company hired me to be their MC. So, Whoa. they would MC for Japanese bands, and bring them in, they had some translators, I would help with that as well, and it would be from random bands to <laughs> Final Fantasy. So, there's photo and video of all this easily found online, I was working with uh, Nobuo Monster from Final Fantasy, and Pujo Kishihiro, who uh, made Mario RPG, I would go on full tours with them. It was awesome. And at the time, you know, I'd meet some people. Everything was great. So I went a great time. So I was in theater. So I competed internationally on camera, which was great. So I did like anything from short from the 40-hour film festivals. Did them all. And things were going great. I got a great agent in KC. Kept things going. Modeled for Legions. Modeled for Hallmark. And did commercials for Sprint, which got my union card. Until uh, as time went on. Uh, one day I was talking to Kyle Barrick and a good friend of mine because he started in Radio Disney. He's like, oh, I'm doing radio right now. So we became bros. So we're just sitting there just like talking. He goes like, what if, I don't know, we ever think about checking out LA? And I'm sitting there and I sound like a jerk saying this, but like, I feel like a whale in a pool. And can't see. He's like, I'm comfy. I have a townhouse. It's great. Everything's wonderful. But I'm not, I want more. Mm. So... I wanted that full-on acting experience instead of, like, you know, like, being like, yeah, I'm in my small town, but instead of, like, actually like, pursuing the dream. Yeah. So, um, it's not a visit. So, I hung out with him, and uh, Xander is also a good buddy of mine. We were talking to him. He and I became friends over mutual love of, uh, uh, ironically, Green Lantern. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I went there, and before I knew it, I found myself just some of friends out, uh, ended up doing an audition out there. It was kind of crazy. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I will. Hmm. So I made the plunge. Uh, I visited it in March of 2017. In September 1st, I moved out here, got an apartment, and I went in. Wow. I, yeah, so that, I've uh, been living out in L.A. ever since. Been working, and it's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been a trip. I can know more details, but for the actual origin, that is the story right there, which eventually led me out here to L.A. Wow. I, so much craziness. Number one, I the fact that you were basically running a department in a college yeah. to, you know, not even having been – and this is what I'm curious about. Someone had yeah. said to you, you have a good voice. You should try theater. Had you yeah. even, like, considered doing any form of acting before? Like, was that anything even in, like, your life or your radar? Because you said you wanted to be an astronaut. But, yeah. like, did you ever even – like, what? how did you – how did somebody telling you that – 
then turn into you walking into the theater and being like, now I'm going to perform? Had you ever performed in any capacity? It was uh, surprisingly no, not not really. I can't call it like yeah, in elementary school I played a sheep and a no, yeah. uh, but <laughs> it was uh, nothing I could legitimately count. Yeah, until that moment, some random stranger was like, "You have a nice voice," and I was like, "Baka, yeah, <laughs> uh, Baka." That, and then talking with Keith gave me legitimate hope. It was like because you know the more let's face it, you, we notice, we notice. It was like, you know, like nobody looks like me, but voices characters. Yeah. And coming out here, that little bit of hope I just kind of grabbed onto. Yeah. And came out here. I've been doing it ever since there and still fighting for this cause nonetheless to make it happen. And it's 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 beautiful, man. It really is. It's it's amazing. <laughs> and you've had such a great career in honestly what is <laughs> a, such a shorter time than I thought you were doing this I mean obviously IMDB puts the dates at which things have released so like if you worked yeah. on one piece there's, I think there's a credit on your IMDB that says you did it in 1995 that's like when <laughs> I'm like wait a second how old oh, is memories? Bill yeah. <laughs> Bill is 36 <laughs> not f- 49 acting. which something oh tried God. to say or whatever that was I yeah. remember that was funny and it was like I remember sitting there with a Tony Oliver, and he's like, oh, Bill, you're in great shape for your age. I'm like, <laughs> what? You're 51, right? I'm 30. Oh, my God. And Anime News Network, thank you for fixing this. Yeah. yeah. Had me on there as 51 years old. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where? It's easy to find my birth date. It's 7786. Oh, my God. But, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> at the age of 36, I started technically my first acting professionally around 24. When I say I did, uh, start doing like commercials for like a the KC Royals baseball team, mm. and uh, yeah, so like radio spots for that. To eventually, things kept going to where they are. So yeah, we're now uh, around twelve years into this. Wow, oh, my God, that's so. I mean, I think a lot of people you hear of their stories that started in previous years. You know, mm-hmm. people who have been doing this for 30, 40 years. They started as radio DJs or yeah. you know people writing copy for radio. Uh, I did a little bit of radio when I was in college. There's definitely there's definitely a translation between knowing how to work mm-hmm. a mic from doing on air as a radio yeah. host into voice acting. But I think the element that is a little bit removed is that when you're on radio, you're oftentimes just playing yourself. You're playing a version yeah. of yourself or one character. Very rarely are you playing multiple characters. When did your yeah. understanding of your range as an, as an actor and your ability to play different characters because mm-hmm. – you have a really wonderful range. And for someone who has <laughs> such a distinct voice and you do have a great voice, when I listen Thank to you. your reel, <laughs> yeah, I'm not the first person to say that, nor will I be the last. Uh, you, you have in every one of your uh, characters that is at the very least on your reel, there is such distinct nuance <laughs> In not only the the tone and resonance, but like full on personality, and to me that comes from someone who like w- woke up reading you know uh, Mamet and Shakespeare and all that stuff. It fe- oh, it feels very nuanced in particular. So where did that understanding for nuance and character and like the nitty gritty of acting come yeah. into play? Uh, that was actually Ned Lott and Tony Oliver were actually good coaches with that one as well as Mick Wingert. Nick, it helps great. me kind of oh, wonderful coaches, mm-hmm. and it kind of helps me like break down each character because all it really is to me because of making these characters is moments of time of myself. Now, further elaborating on that, 
when you were like five years old, you'd be out the part, you're the playground, whatnot, and you're like, ah, I'm Spider Man. Nothing else mattered then and there. You were Paul Castro, aka no, you were Peter Parker for that brief moment in time. <laughs> you had the strength equivalent of a man to a spider. You could fling on walls. You had psychic spider bubble sense thingy, yeah. and it was amazing, right? Nothing else mattered. So when I get into the booth, it could be anything from, you know, Roosevelt to even Captain Jack in one piece. It's amazing. And um, finally, the two was like, all right, let's think about me right now. Cool. What am I? All right. I'm a 27 foot tall half grouper man. I wake up and choose violence. These hands are ready to E for everyone. <laughs> it's all of my hate. Even the quiet hate when he speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Or could be something like Kyosuke Hori and Horimiya. That is just what I honestly envisualized as like future me. Like I want to be a dad more than anything. So it's like cool. I love playing people. I love being playing. I love playing people's dads. It's it's a, it's a blast. Yeah. So for that, it's like um, if you were to say like watch an anime and see that, that's just me. Yeah. Just it's being great too. Me. Yeah. And it's just like find those little bits, and you'll notice this is going to be a, a bit of you own of that character that bleeds through. So it could be anything from a monster to Tekken to that to even <laughs> Smite. Pines, you go on, on, on a list. We'll, we'll make something up right here. Okay, we'll say if I were to try to portray Eddie Brock Venom mm. and you're Spider-Man, cool, cool. You would probably first say, well, change up a little bit here, maybe a little bit closer. He's, uh, is he raised in Brooklyn? Okay, good. We're going to change it up there for the accent. Great. Um, add some weather to it because maybe he smokes every now and then and now it's simply still me in a different situation and uh, I have a chip on my shoulder so now I'm going to maybe grip my teeth a little bit when I talk hey how you doing yeah it's great great yeah alright and now we're just going to build 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 onto that so it becomes something new you can't even imagine holy crap that's Bill yeah I did this at a con and it blew people's mind where I'm like who likes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure he was like yeah yeah alright great who likes horror movie? Yeah, but like well, mostly girls who actually like shows or people with emotions. And guys <laughs> like big explosion things. Yeah, funny like, people. <laughs> yeah, I said, you know what's crazy? I didn't change my voice at all. It's like, what? I'm like, yeah, watch it again. I could say something like, so tell me, what do you really like about my daughter? Or if it's chocolata, <laughs> no sicko. Did you record like I asked you to? I want to watch them suffer. It's the same voice, but it's the intent behind that, that one of that exclamation point. Yeah. That little bit of soul you put into it. I didn't change anything but how I said and what was behind like the soul when I'm talking. And you'd be amazed, like he's got a lot of voices. Not as much as you think. No. No, not really. Yeah. But that and I think that's really the point that comes across, especially in a lot of stuff I've seen you in, is that the when you get to do something different vocally that's fun that's like the gravy that's the candy that's like oh cool i got to do something i didn't get to do but what i see and it's very clear that's kind of your process or at least what i believe to be your process mm -hmm. is you really focus on what is this character's history what is their physicality yeah. where yeah. is it coming from in my body that is going to mm -hmm. alter the rhythm the the, yeah. the pace the way the like where I put intentions on certain things mm -hmm. like you said earlier like someone can't say their M's that great that can 
Yeah. That all together just makes a different character, and I think it's a great <laughs> lesson for people because I felt this way too. I'm not like a, I'm not an impressionist. I'm not really a vocal chameleon. I know my tricks. I know the things that help me get by when they want me to do ancillary yeah. characters. They're like, okay, we want you to play these people. I'm like, okay, where's my six prototypes? I know how to do that really alter my voice Let's here. Go. You know, yeah. I have my prototypes that are there, and I build from there. Kind of the way that you're saying is I start like maybe it can be as simple as – even if I put my, my fingers on my chin yeah. and everything just kind of goes up mm. because I'm thinking about every line I say and everything mm. kind of trails off, that's a different character than me, yeah. you know? So yeah. it, there's mm. so much, people put so much effort into like this, you know, like I have to, you know, if my voice doesn't sound like this, <laughs> I'm not a voice actor. And that's yeah. not at all, I think, what creates compelling no. performances. Yeah. It's 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 a very hard thing to swallow, hard pill to swallow. But yeah. I <laughs> I've booked more work in my life auditioning just the way I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> just yeah. doing something a little different. It's it's yeah. crazy. It's a it's it's yeah. hard. Uh do you find that you have a similar because I feel like you you probably get more opportunities to play these big brute guys. I mean, your voice yeah. print kind of lives there. <laughs> do you start like do you start with something really close to home and then maybe flavor in a second take that might have a little bit more vocal liberties? Do you do you, do you think like that? Yeah. I absolutely do. Um unless it tells me otherwise, I will nine times out of ten give them a take two. Mm-hmm. And my other thought was like, All right, cool, let's make it weird. <laughs> like, weird, like, I like that. Gonna save you, put you aside there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I'd be like, All right, cool. Now I'm gonna make him just gross. Like <laughs> It was uh, I know I didn't was like large man da 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 da. I'm like cool, and I was like, now what's 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 a large man sound like? Honestly, anyone else really? Cool. <laughs> now I'm gonna make it gross. No, it's gonna be right here the whole time. I miss my wife. <laughs> like I'll say that like no, really um, I don't know. This is uh, how I talk. Great, it's believable. You've heard a guy who sounds like this, or a guy who sounds like this. Or maybe, I don't know, high up in your range right there. It's fine. Nearly any voice works, but the question is, do they believe it? Now, yeah. do you have to do anything with your face? No. No. Uh, I only, I can think of a, a handful where I do, and it's like ancillary stuff, like you've watched the Resident Evils on Netflix. I sure. do a lot of the zombies. So that, that's the fun. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, weird stuff right there. It's really gross, but that's why I'm like, I'm just doing weird stuff with my face. Yeah. Time is, you're just talking. You're just talking. Yeah, yeah. Has there, has there been a project for you that was um, surprisingly tough, whether just the character or the uh, uh, the scenario you got yourself into vocally where you were like, oh, this is this is tough on the old chords here. Was there? Just, or it doesn't have to be vocally, but even yeah. just from like, this is just a tough character to play. This is where I have to be like, uh, the answer is yes. Of course. Um, emotionally, it's uh, from a video game that's coming out later. Oh. And, and I want to I want to work again, so I'm not going to tell you <laughs> much more than that. Um, though, uh, vocal stress-wise, 
I would say Ogre and Jack have been yeah. the most vocally stressful. Where uh, there be times where it's like, yeah, I need like to not talk for a couple of days and enjoy this wonderful product right over here. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I've got mine in the kitchen. It's a lifesaver. Nimjoy, if you've never yes. had it, I we gotta we gotta like get an affiliate link for that because I feel like we would s <laughs> I'd make so much money off of people clicking Bro. that. <laughs> Please sponsor Paul Castro. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> no, that Man, stuff has I... saved my life so many times. Yeah. And there's, I, I think people sometimes get themselves into situations where, going back to what I was saying earlier, mm. they think they need to, to push themselves to limits that aren't really replicable more than a few lines. Yeah. And then they damage themselves. I, I, so yeah. I had that with my audition before, too. And it's it's tough. I think... Something that I realized too, it's like there are people like Bill who can do this better than I can for longer. <laughs> Let them do that. Let me do what I do well. Uh, do you and I cannot sound like you at all. <laughs> Just really Dear squeeze God. everything in your in your body and. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's so fun. What, so did I, now? This makes me curious. Did you always want to do voice acting over anything else from that person telling you, or oh, wow. did you have yeah. aspirations because you were doing the modeling and everything like that else early on to do on camera and mm. TV? Uh, the following has a positive end to the story. I want okay. that to be the foundation. Where I say this, uh, I actually didn't. I wasn't sure because like. Uh, I came in here because I like acting. Yeah. I do. Like, you know, giving that uh, your take on the truth right over there where people can just kind of see themselves in you and kind of reflect that. to be the absolute reality. Because I could talk about, like, what acting is for a long time. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, anyway. So <laughs> came in here with that in mind. And uh, I was trying to get, like, an on-camera agent. And the best I could do was, uh, all right, you can read for a crackhead on this show or a slave. I wish I was kidding. I was like, wow. Okay. Um. Does winning these festivals count? It means nothing to you? Okay. All right. Bet, 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 bet. And um, it was a couple weeks in, I got to read for Gundam. And I booked it. And how did that happen? I, how did you get that opportunity? You From knowing the people? Yeah. Like, how did that come like, to fruition? Uh, it was, uh, I had heard through the grapevine that uh, they were reading for a new Gundam movie. And I was like, hey, listen, guys, you know, if you guys are reading for that, throwing out there, any chance you could maybe poke the bear, see if I could read for it? Uh -huh. And they're like, sure. Yeah. I get an email back and like, hey, we heard about you. You feel free to submit. I'm like, great. Submitted. They liked the read. And I booked a character whose name is Sebastian Morris of Gundam Thunderbolt. And uh, I recorded that. After that, I was sitting there. And, you, of course, you know. <laughs> You know, you're an actor. It's that theater of the mind. So, like, for me, you know, I can imagine things like, cool, 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 cool. I'm a large black man, cool. I'm in space. Great. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, for me, actually, true life story, it was almost, it was surprising to the producer who was in the room. They just, Gundam is actually one of my favorite animes of all time. And I know it to an obnoxious degree. Ooh. So, uh, I was sitting there like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, Monofsky Particles. Great. He's like, Wait, what? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. And um, I'm like, you, you imagine if like, I'm in a giant robot. And Paul's like, this is way more fun than anything I've ever done to this date of on camera. Mm -hmm. I want to do more of this. So after that, realizing my options were play a slave or a crackhead or potentially anything when it's in voiceover. 
Now, there were a lot of snags because voiceover had some hiccups with Polk had very old mentality where they're like, well, he was black. Read for the black character. I'm like, mm-hmm. sir, I was raised in Kansas. This is the definition of a Midwestern neutral accent. Yeah. So <laughs> we had a lot of meetings. Things good, good things happened. Eventually, they started leveling up on that in 2020. We'll let that explain itself. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, with that, <laughs> the way... I suited both. I suited plays. Uh, also, recommend look up Mike Yevianelli, great coach for on camera and theater, and he uh, he directed me and Patrick Warburton in a play recently. Phenomenally, uh, you, yes. I tell you, it was the dumbest and funnest thing I've done in a minute. <laughs> so, dude, still doing that. Still looking at on camera, and uh, did get an on camera agent. So, right now, uh, reading for that. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. That is a happy full circle, and I had kind of the yeah. similar revelation where you can kind of get pigeonholed into on camera. I mean, you are dealing with something very particular, which is like yeah. I don't want to just only play the stereotype bad yeah. like things that I, I know I yeah. have more skill to do. Like give me the opportunity yeah. to shine here. Um, in voiceover, it kind of gives you that freedom to play. Like you said, you get to yeah. operate a freaking – Japanese robot and like fight stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my only I, it, because I got to do a Gundam thing and I didn't get to awesome. operate. My character did not get to operate a oh. Gundam, and I was like, I my character's like, let me operate the the white Gundam, let me do it. And then <laughs> then uh, the guy's like, no, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I must do it. <laughs> Play some dramatic music. <laughs> yeah, that's my one regret in Gundam. I didn't get to operate the uh, pilot the Gundam, but um, that. I, I totally understand your sentiment, and I, I I asked you earlier for anyone here didn't make sense of this when I said did it have to do with like the DC news. I think that's a really cool thing that they're doing. I'm interested to see how it pans out. I hope it do- doesn't become a celeb fest in the sense of I really yeah. think that there's some wonderful voice actors who have really great physicality who are have a presence. I mean, I've seen you know the stuff you do on camera in theater, and I, it would be like. Like Bill, like give him one of these roles in in these animated series and let him do the on camera, please. Like I feel like you are a perfect prime candidate for for something like that. Has has this been a new strategy you've had where you're like, I want to focus more on on camera or I want to do more mocap? I mean, I have to imagine you have been physical. Like, how long have you been working out? I guess is the question. How long has this process been going on? Uh, for twenty four years since Damn. I was twelve years old. Yeah, I've um, I've been to the gym today. I go about six days a week. Uh, that martial arts fitness is very important to me because uh, I want to look like this forever, yeah. and I can. So, is <laughs> the thought of like being eighty and being like fearing stairs terrifies me. So I was like, no, nah, I'd rather be 80 and, you know, be able to hike mountains. Like, you see, you, you do see it. People are like, yeah, I'm just hiking. Because if you don't let your body really atrophy like that, and yeah. it's like a decent diet and a regular workout routine, you really can. But if you're not taking care of, like, your joints or your muscles, they will just slowly become weak, brittle. And then you're not muscle supporting your bones. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's important to me, man. Yep, I think uh, I had a very interesting. I, not that I am, I wouldn't consider myself old by any stretch of the margin here, but I've had things where I'm experiencing little creaks and cracks, and things are harder to do, and I'm like, oh, that never used to hurt. Why does that hurt? And <laughs> yeah. 
I I have to agree that being able to be have the strength to do anything and everything I want. I never want my physicality to be a reason why I don't book something. And that means on camera or off camera. Mm. I don't want there to ever be a reason why if a mocap job comes around, Mm. I can't do it. If if, if an on camera thing comes around, this guy's got to be able to fight crime and do fight sequences. I want to be able to do it. I got to do super Saiyan screams for four hours. I want (laughs) to be able to do it. Yeah. Is there like a dream? I know we talked about Marshall uh, or sorry, uh, God, John Stewart and, uh, Mm. um, uh, Ganondorf, is there a role or a universe that you really want to be a part of that you feel like this is like what everything has been leading to, whether it's on camera or in voice <laughs> acting? Is there is there a sign? Is there something that you've been had had your eye on for a while since a kid or whatever? Okay, this will go backwards and forwards. Backwards. Uh, I didn't quite answer this question. I apologize. On camera, VO, mocap. I want to do it all. Yeah, it's acting. Like I, I, I literally said back there, and each one has their own strengths, but I think it's like really, really fun. I don't think I've really done is a WWE 2K22. I'm the face of every male wrestler, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another story there. But um, if you're talking about things I want to do in the future, I would love to be a superhero because I grew up reading uh, Spider-Man comics. Yeah. Unfortunately, I came into the Clone Wars, the Clone Saga. We'll leave that as is. That's where I came in. But. Um, <laughs> Outside of that, like, like to be a combo hero would be amazing. Yeah. Also, hero because villains are really, really fun. But at the same time, like, I want to portray something more positive to the world. Mm. Uh, on camera, I would say I would be John Stewart or just a lantern. There's a lot of cool lanterns out there. Hell, I'll be even. Pe- I'll be Kyle. I don't care. <laughs> but um, uh, that's something I would literally like. Uh, villain wise, you know, I think Apocalypse would be dope. Contrary to what I said, he's the T is my favorite. Who one of favorite villains in the comics of all time? Mm. And hear me out. This is a little funny here. Dubbing wires and things like that. I love the Godzilla universe to the point where uh, I was like five, six years old. We're all in like elementary school. Everyone's like reading like Dr. Seuss. And I legitimately remember in um, unnamed school, so you guys can't find me. <laughs> I went to elementary school, like getting lost in the library. And I found like a Godzilla and a Rodan book. And it blew my mind. Huh. And after that, I was obsessed with Godzilla. So after that, like, yeah, anything kaiju-related? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I will brush my teeth to that shit. I don't know if I can cuss on your stream. But anyway. No, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla. Has there ever been, like, an animated recent Godzilla adaptation? There has. Huh. It's on uh, Netflix. And and I want to say I am in it, playing a guy named Tanaka. And Guard B. (laughs) I love because Tanaka has one scene. Guard B has eight episodes. What? Full speeches and fights Godzilla and, uh, I think, Angris as well. But they literally never give him a name. I'm laughing really. Episode 10, like, oh, I swear to God. Like, Bob, yep, yep. Guard B, oh, my God. <laughs> no, doesn't even die. Like, uh, <laughs> He goes on to be the hero in the sequel. Guard B. <laughs> I Dude, I would watch I would... that anime. Just like something, like they should make something called like Guard B. And that's the anime. Guard B. And it's just this dude who's watching heroes all the time. And <laughs> and then like you're following the heroes and the camera pans. And you see this no- normal dude who's like, wait, what? I'm supposed to be the hero here? Like what? That would be brilliant. We got to pitch it, Bill. We've got to take it to the studios. Right, these lips to God's ears, <laughs> or Steven Spielberg. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is Hire so. Hire me and Paul. Yeah, right. No, that would be brilliant. I, I, you, 
you moved here in 2017. You started mm-hmm. working. You wind up getting an agent kind of fairly mm-hmm. early on after doing these works. You're getting referred to, right? Yeah. When did it become mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm able to do this for real here? Because you mm-hmm. had, um, uh, when you moved here, did you have like a nest egg or were you like, I got to figure out work while oh. I'm here? I came in with a nest egg because uh, my survival job was a Costco pharmacy and the radio at the same time. I worked seven days a week <sighs> when I wasn't at conventions, and I just hip-pocketed as much money as I possibly could, came out so I could handle like a few months of rent, mm-hmm. and uh, after that, your boy went in. I was like, no, no, just in case. I know I know everybody in like the Casey, Missouri, and Kansas side area. I know two people. That's it. Yeah. I knew Xander Mobus, I knew Kale Bear, and that was it. I knew no studios, nothing like that. I really should have done that hindsight 2020, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So then it was just kind of this weird thing I built with a little bit of help. No one does anything like, all by myself. No, you had a little help. Of course. With a little bit of help, he was being like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Give him a listen. I want to pay my rent. Yeah. Until <laughs> um, uh, eventually did work out. And you have the goods to to back it up, and I think that's a big thing for people who are, you know, it's one thing to get a referral. It's another thing to get that referral and then for you not to deliver. Like someone went out of their way to be like, hey, listen to this person here, and then you're on the read of your sides or in the studio doing the audition, and you're just like – and you're nervous or you just – you know, you're not – you know, that that makes – not that everybody is going to make a first impression your only impression you ever have. There yeah. are a lot of forgiving people in this industry, but you want to make sure yeah. that you have the goods before anybody takes this as advice to be like, reach out to all these voice actors you know and ask for referrals. It's like you want to make sure you know you're good and you have the the cred or you have the real, you have the practice, you've gone through coaching. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a very important part because I get people who hit me up all the time and they're like, um, can you refer me for X, Y, or Z? And and something you said earlier is like there's a project. And I've seen these in, in certain sides. And shout out to all the casting directors who do this where they're like, if you think someone is right for this, let the studio know. And that is yeah. so great when that's included. Like that's sh- yeah. like some real champion casting directors out here. Yeah. Um but if you're not ready for that opportunity, like, I'm not going to give that Ooh. to my nephew who's five years old, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, I'm just not going to recommend him. He's just not. <laughs> I mean, unless they want some real kids. Actually, that's not a good example. I'm not going right. to give it to my sister who's never done an acting thing in her, in her life. You know, that's a better <laughs> example. Uh, yeah. th- but that's so cool that you had people vouch for you and yeah. kind of throw your name out there. And you were kind of able to how steady did the work come after you kind of got a few creds under your belt? That, that took some time because, uh, I also have that old Midwestern bit of honesty. Right. This this is going to answer your question and to circle back to something you just brought up just now. Okay. Um, before I moved out, I had done theater on camera, improv, everything, which is important. Improv is very important. So, my after I said like Gundam, uh, my friend John Allen was like, "Hey, you ever talked to Bang Zoom?" And I was like, "Who are they?" <laughs> yeah, they do everything from Rick and Morty to JoJo's to you name it. Most of the animes you've seen, yeah, Demon Slayer, Gurmagon, yeah, Demon Slayer. Yep, it's all them. I'm like, cool. He said, "Hey, email him." It's like, here's my stuff. Da 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 da. a long email. They said, "Great." Uh, we're reading for Resident Evil Three. I love for you to read for this part. It was a three-page audition. Mocap. I came in, I knew it forwards and backwards. 
did it. They go, wow, that's great. Have you done a, like, have you done mocap before? I'm like, nope. But I have done a lot of theater. Like, Thank you for your time. But yes, I see. Like, I see. Like the. I'm like, damn it. Now here's here's why that's good. I would rather have said that. And I'm happy that I did because clearly I didn't get into Resident Evil uh, three. I did not. Mm. I, I I did become all the zombies whatnot for like the shows. It's a whole other story there. But it's important because one, I was honest with the director. Yeah. Too, I would have showed up there and not know what a clue I was doing and then probably been fired, yeah. which is bad. So that's why, yeah, be honest. And at the same time, the director still remembered my performance. Yeah. Started getting sides, and before I knew it, I was in One Piece. And I was like, all right, One Punch Man. One Piece is Crunchyroll. I was in One Punch Man, which led to JoJo's, and things went on from one there to another. So be honest. Yeah. Now, <laughs> also on that note there, um, I started digging my toes, digging my feet into the ground, really trying to figure things out. And I started doing uh, stand-in work. So did actually a lot of that. I did some stunts and whatever I could to supplement it until eventually uh, it was ironically around 2020 uh, when studios started letting us as black people uh, read for things. Mm. Uh, I became really comfortable. I was like, okay, cool. I can just live and do that because I was doing a lot of um, podcasts, like stand in whatever I could between like the anime stuff, yeah. occasionally do a convention. And now, after like from twenty twenty on, I was like, no, things are fine. No, they're they're good because now they they see us as people, <laughs> which is a that's a whole other conversation here. Yeah. I'll have, but uh, and now I was happy to surprise them again and again and again, including today. Like. They <laughs> see like director like what I'm like oh yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, I can do that. So it's it's things like that that um, have led to today where yeah you know life's good. That is so inspiring, and I I think the thing that you're you know you're touching upon is just like allowing there to be stories with characters that are black that aren't the you know where the, you're you're not the side piece or you're not the comic relief yeah. or you're not the the bad guy mm -hmm. it's like where where are the stories where these characters who um just so happen to be black can have yeah. the same three four dimensional storyline yeah. and people want to follow them and it's so amazing right now mm -hmm. that that's been happening i mean there's yeah. I, I mean especially from the the superhero perspective i think it's yeah. you know like I mean, black. It's it's, it's it goes beyond that a little bit. Sorry to interrupt you. Here. Yeah. Outside of even just uh, letting dark-skinned people, black people, as an example, to read for even the white characters. Yeah. Because uh, there was a mentality where they didn't understand that this is what black sounds like. Yeah. So instead of being pocketed to like out of a hundred characters and two are black, you can read for these two. Yep. But everyone else can read for all a hundred. And now that's opened up a little bit to now people who look like me, I can now flip the tables. I can be that Keith to them and be like, no, things are actually better now. Like, do this, 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 and one day I want to work with you. Yeah. And that, that's the honest truth of it right there. While at the same time, I'm going to agree with you, it is good to see things in heroes when out there are already more like more Latin characters, more black characters, more Asian characters who aren't what 50s Caucasian ignorant people not to say anything against Caucasian people, but you know what I'm saying here because they were the ones making it yeah. to make a sexist, racist, stereotypical characters. It's good to see that the it's opened up so people can see that, see those characters and be inspired by them yeah. to 
honestly be better, you know? I think it's so important and it's mm-hmm. it's great. I really hope that we continue down this road and we we especially in the world of of animation and uh anime even too like we're finally yeah. seeing like this tr- not just happen on um you know in in the western world but also like in the eastern yeah. world where we're not getting these you know we're we're seeing blacker darker skinned characters now appear yeah. in in Japanese content so that when it comes to dubbing yeah. it's it's really encouraging and that's a whole separate conversation in terms of what <laughs> yeah. you know uh Japan or or China and Korea the way that you know certain characters are portrayed but it's really it's wonderful yeah. and that for me it was like even cyberpunk, something that was, I thought I could have, I could have sworn that that was a, uh, a prelay, you know, like the way that that was made and <laughs> such of the good word, the yeah. work that you guys did, but to see such a colorful cast of characters and such a good job by everybody who did the dubbing here, it's, it's just like a sigh of relief to be like, yeah, this, <laughs> this stuff can be amazing. And thank you yeah. for the people in the studios behind it who are, you know, giving these, these people a shot to to not just be like what could have been keanu reeves's story for all they could have wanted to do that could have been a very easy marketing ploy like oh let's just take keanu reeves's character and make an animated series about it and they're like no let's do something different with you know yeah. some different characters um that's that's just been so cool and i i, I mean you have been doing such a, amazing work more than i had even uh known has there has there been something of of recent that to you you were like this is um i'm finally are are, do you feel that you're growing into the actor that you're becoming and you're like i'm this is where you're talking about nda wise like i am doing something that i never thought i was able to do uh performance wise or even just character wise is there something that you're you, you really relish the moment of where your skill out skill is at now versus when you started uh, actually, absolutely. It's it's a lot of that self-discovery that's really opening up my mind and my own heart to myself. Because, um, touched on a little bit earlier, it's just uh, a lot of these characters are just going to be reflections of yourself, yeah. but in weird situations. And with some stuff coming out, and some stuff kind of more recently, I have noticed uh, clearly, as you all will never stop learning or taking classes, it was... Um, goes backwards how do i say this i'm trying to lose my words here but you know where i'm going you all do like therapy and things like that yes you kind of like figure out you know my own childhood traumas my own lives my own hates my own loves what do i really really think mm-hmm. and i feel like the more they do these characters later time yes we all go i go to therapy uh, do therapy and, and explore my own self the more i do the more i understand or know myself you know mm-hmm. and that bring that truth to it um there are some things coming out this year where there's a lot of that where I'm crying a lot and it's like sobbing over the things that happened and some things where we're action heroes or some shows that are just cool. Yeah. Like I grew up watching Bleach and being in that is amazing. Heck yeah. So, you were yeah, great so. in that. You were so good in Bleach. <laughs> and that was like one of those titles to come back where I, I'm so happy they're doing the – a little bit of the nostalgia ploy. I feel like it's like, ah, I know people yeah. love this. Let's make more of this. But it's one of those titles where it was an incomplete kind of uh, show. And to see yeah. it, it done in the way that it was done and having, you know, new people come around, like uh, be a part of the project. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is like, this is better than what it was. You know, Bleach came out, what, like 10 years ago? Was that when that was? 
almost 15 yeah, years. Yeah, 15 ago. years. It's yeah. crazy. That's like a very big when you you know like imagine you're watching it as a, a viewer like in chronological order for however yeah. and like you have like this dramatic <laughs> jump in quality <laughs> from when things were done. It's got to be a pretty <laughs> weird experience to experience that now for the first time. Bizarre. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Bro. Do you do you still watch a lot of the anime that comes out and do you feel like that is and even the video games, being an active consumer, how does that affect you as a performer? Because I know you play a lot of video games. I know you watch anime. Yeah. Are you yeah. are you more often than not coming across titles you've never heard of? Or you're like, I know this franchise, and this is why it's helpful. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I still read a lot of manga, still watch a ton of anime. And uh, even comes like video games. It's a little bit right. I'm almost enjoying it more and more as time passes. Mm, explain. It, it's it's like I'm I'm seeing more and more of the process. Like I was playing uh, Callisto Protocol and having a blast and playing that game. I'm like, I know some of these people. Oh, that is Zeke. Oh, wow. And like you know, Zeke has a voice kind of similar to mine, but he's playing a person with like this poshy kind of like british accent uh-huh. but it's done so well i'm pausing because it's also it's his face yeah because it's, it's they fully capture that i'm like watching it i'm just taking him by the story i'm like all right let's go zeke i mean that's not zeke he's not him at yeah. all but oh my god this is amazing i'm having a like it, it's way more fun for me that entire time mm-hmm. just watching it and playing and experiencing it and uh at the same time like you learning about like mo cap or even the acting experience i'm blown away the performances i'm like wow this person's amazing the scene is great, and like my mind separates to become more part of the world, and that I understand everything that's going on. Yeah. And occasionally there's glitches. And I'm like, no, <laughs> someone said it. But <laughs> outside of that, it's um, knowing more about the experience only makes it so much better for me. Yeah. And um, even when it comes to like even anime or even video games, even cartoons, and watching it, and it's like, I, at the same time, there's a bit of respect I'm getting because some people I know, some people I don't know, and sometimes they'd be like, that guy's amazing. Who is that? Holy crap, that was Doug Airholt? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. It's it's fun. So long answer to your question is I'm only it only makes me love it more. Yeah. It does. Do you have a favorite? I know we talked about Resident Evil, you really enjoy that, but mm-hmm. has there been has there been a game or even an anime that you uh watched and you were blown away by the performances? Uh I feel like the games is the more interesting question to ask where you're like, damn, like from a voice acting perspective, this is insanely inspiring. Like for, for me, the Resident Evil games always hit close to home when you see the mocap work they do, when you see all the performances that go into it, it's insane. The last of us always comes up. Is there something like for you where you're just like, that is the quality and the bar of work that I want to do in this world? God, The Last of Us was the first time I actually, like, open mouth, like, just, like, wept because of the opening scene in that video game. That's that's a bar right there, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, RE2, <laughs> listen, I just identify a lot with Leon. Mm. Because he's, like, he's, like, he's watching, oh, my God, the world's on fire. <laughs> and when I get, like, uncomfortable in, like, a very intense situation, I'll just start cracking jokes. And that's Leon's kind of character, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, good. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's like that. It's like, yeah, I have the same code mechanism. So it's like, it's things like that I really like when it comes to like performances, even um, 
Some are campy, it's like some Resident Evil, and some are very serious, like Callisto Protocol mm. and Dead Space, and even like Final Fantasy, where people like John Bentley, who's crushing it as Barrett, oh, yeah. following the steps of the legendary Bo Billings, who did uh, who did Barrett before in like the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's this person here who's who has like this huge weight on him as he's trying to bring the world right, but understanding that he's doing it by an, by an evil deed yeah. of murdering thousands of people, but like it has to be done or else we all die. It's it's very 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 good. So um, I'm kind of losing myself here. Just send me like, yes, acting good. Good acting. I like it. I enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's, I've become, it's been very weird for me as I have, because I used to watch so much anime. And then as I like got into this industry, it mm-hmm. I, I still watch a lot. Maybe it just has, it's a product of being busy, but it's like, it's a different mm-hmm. experience for me because I'm seeing, like, I, I wound up watching a new show and I'm watching it through, like, the person behind the lens, like what you were talking about. I'm like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. that must have been a really hard lip flap thing to match. Like, oh, I'm, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm, or like from a video game. It's like, I wonder how they made that look so cool from a performance. Is that CGI? Is that mocap? Is that face cap? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm so invested in the process now of how things are made. Made, that sometimes it hinders my enjoyment and I and I even experience yeah. that from an on-camera perspective sometimes yeah. but I, I I think at the end of the day when I see a performance that is mm-hmm. insane like I've been watching the show on Netflix the the last kingdom and it's about like really early uh, formations of London and England with the, yeah. the the Vikings and all that stuff and there's yeah. just some performances where these are actors I don't even know. And I'm it, it just like it makes me so much more hungrier to learn and to train yeah. and want to get better and to bring that quality that exists from like a classical British acting world. You know, we always people always put like the, the, the British. They think people just because they have a British accent, they act better, which is Fact. <laughs> you know? yeah. so I, I am inspired to bring that type of work and dedication to the video game and anime world yeah. to to bridge that and some way and bring that quality what is it for you that is um most inspiring right now where do you find the most inspiration in this career for you is it still playing video games and watching anime or is it going to the gym and encouraging people like what is what is the 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 fire behind bill butts right now (laughs) it's a that's an interesting thing uh the truth behind that truth is the same with the gym, same with the acting, same with a lot of things is I'm looking for that invisible next step that I can't see or barely even comprehend. Huh. Now, when I say that is I had a lot of talks and I still do with folk about like, what's the next bit of considered good acting? And they'd be like, well, what's like, no, 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 consider it. We have our 90s anime acting or 2000s anime acting and now it's got to get more grounded what it will be considered good and real and believable mm. next because that's what I'm aspiring to. Even the, the, the gym, I'll be doing things like, all right, cool, I want to do more pull-ups than anyone else. So let's see, the world record is like 56, 60 in one minute. Cool. I'm going to go for that. And I'll try for a number higher than that because it's something that hasn't been done before. And I say that the same all ties in together of finding that more bit of um, that – man behind the curtain that unveiling of more truth behind what is uh, human the portrayal of the human experience which is acting yeah. I'm looking for that and that quest and that thirst for that in a performance is really what drives me forward I bet I bug my roommates all the time I sit back there and I'll do an audition and I'll listen back to it like there's more to yeah. it 
there's more to it. What do I what do I really need in the situation? What is as me right now, I'm talking to like my wife or whatever that in this in this scene, how do I really feel? Because um that goes back into uh one of my coaches actually who directed me in the the play, his name was Mike Gavinelli, he'd always tell me the most important scene that ever happened is the one that happened just before it. Yes. You're take all that with you. So I always consider that in all my performances, even if it's just an audition. So when they hear it, the worst that's going to happen is be like, they will remember me. Yeah. If I hire a celebrity, be like, damn, but that bill. Okay, cool, 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 cool. We'll, we'll put that aside. Yes. And uh, that's what I'm going for. That's my inspiration. I'm chasing that invisible bit, you know? So, I, I, I think that's, from an acting perspective, that is such great advice that you were given. And I, I could preach that till the, the cows come home. Like, what do you really want and what just happened? What are you coming from? I think people always forget that. They see these lines out of context and they're like, oh, I just need to say this line in a certain way. It's like, no, yes. what are you doing and why are you doing it? What do you want? Yeah. People don't just do things for, you know, the sake. People don't just say words. You know, we're no. trying to convey yeah. things through actions and emotions <laughs> and desires. Yeah. So that's great advice. And the invisible step, too, it's really interesting. Like, what is that next level of uh, what is going to set the bar even higher? Like, what is it going to be? Yeah. It is that real and grounded world we're living in right now where they want things very yeah. cinematic, even from a video game and anime perspective. But what is that next step? And how do you... How do you reach for that next step without knowing what it is? And I think what yeah. you were even saying is it's like just taking risks and mm -hmm. you maybe you'll stumble upon it by just doing yeah. that bold move or action or choice. <laughs> and they it may not be right right now, but it might be right a year <laughs> from now or two years. Yeah. People do remember performances. Gosh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was going to ask if you had like advice mm -hmm. to your, your, your younger self, but I feel like you've already given me so much of it. I feel like that's combined. <laughs> but I do want to ask mm -hmm. if there has been an experience you've had, whether in this career or life, and it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be related to the industry, something mm -hmm. that you did, you went through, it was kind of like what you know, meeting Keith Silverstein and him yeah. talking with for you for an hour, or you know, working with a coach or a trainer, or getting your first mm -hmm. car, whatever it is. Um, was there yeah. an experience in your life that really changed you? Your foundation shifted, or gave you yeah. a new perspective that you feel like if people heard this story or experience, they would be like, "Heck yeah, I can take that with me and use it." Maybe not today, but tomorrow or another day. Like, what is what is an experience oh. that comes to mind that really had an impact on you? Can I give like, can I give three? Please, is that okay? Gosh, I'm strapped yeah. in. Yeah. All right, we'll go with one. The first one would be uh, actually um, martial arts. And it started with something that I didn't even really believe. And I repeat, you can find me on any social media. You can find photo and video of all of this. I, I said because, like, for me, I take a lot of photos because I'm like, this is part of the story of my life. Yes. It's like, no, it's just, this is, you, you need to know this. You're chronicling um, it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's important. Like, I'm important. You're important, Paul. And those listening, you're important. <sighs> it take, take, like, like people, people learn either seeing things, smelling things, taste, whatever, like any of your senses, and that's how they remember it forever. So, yeah. like, a photo just adds more to that on top of, like, either a video or tell, but you can describe the full bit of the scene. So I'm, I'm going to end this here. And uh, this is back in my first job, which was a Funko Lamb, which became a GameStop. 
And of a whole thing, I'm sitting there like, you know, my buddy and my boss goes, huh, a friend of mine just, a friend of mine just became like a ninja. I laughed, he laughed. And like six months later, me and buddy Jake were just kind of like driving around that area. I'm like, huh, oh, hey, hey, you should turn over here, see, see if there's actually people training. And lo and behold, there were two dudes in black actually sword fighting. I'm like, what? What? I walked in, and that's where I met a guy named Tom Mayanza. And he was there legitimately training ninjutsu. And just he was trying to open up a school in KC. Where he actually came from, was actually uh, up north and closer to like Chicago and Naperville. Uh-huh. And even a bit of a Dayton, where there's a whole other set of schools I'll talk about here in a minute. That legitimately, I'm talking all the way from Hatsumi Sensei in Japan. And Stephen K. Hayes, who brought ninjutsu to America, he had learned from he them. So it was with a two step well. process. Yeah. Two step process. We've known them for years. And yeah, you can find and them all together. Absurdly powerful people. And, uh, so I, I learned from him and then a guy named uh, Michael Eichenberg. You can easily find Michael Eichenberg on social media, actually. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. I trained for a little bit until uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I'm like 17. I'm pound for pound the strongest person ever go to my high school. It's awesome. I feel confident. And then some more folk walked in and a guy named Steve Cropper, who actually owned the building at the time, uh, he ran a lot of MMA. And he was like, hey, hey, hey I want to train? I'm like, yes. And I got obliterated. So I got beat up by guys who had amazing stand-up who do these Aikido ninjutsu, which is brutal Aikido. Which is just pretty much what ninjutsu yeah. is. And there's people who are this ground and pounders. I got destroyed and I loved it. They they took my pride and helped me kind of like manifest that to this point where I need to like figure out that this is just the beginning. I need to learn and grow and do more. Mm. So um, you do a bit of training. We would go like three days over in uh, Naperville, Illinois. We would train for three straight days. Okay, it's called the, the Shugyo, which is repetitive posterior training. And we would just do that, just brutal bits. But at the same time, it would kind of help, how do you describe this, like sharpen you, huh. fortify you. And it would be male, female, we'd be there. And doing that and learning to eventually I got my black belt was changing for me because by the time I got the belt, I didn't really even care for it. Mm. It sits in like my closet yeah. over there. And... um the learning process of that, of like learning a skill, doing it again and again and again and again, even when fighting and separating my mindset from that, even goes even like acting, playing like a villain, kind of like, you know, can you breathe a little bit, but at the same time understanding that it's a fight because there's a, there's a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. There's like a few katas and it's all techniques. It changed me a lot. Yeah. It did. It built my confidence, built my discipline up like none other point even now. That's why I train six days a week. It was like, cool, cool. It was like, no, you do this again and again and again, and you have the benefit in the long term is going to be worth it. Well, at the same time, you get a mood of confidence into there where I can walk up terrifyingly into Bang Zoom and be like, yeah, all right, cool. What do you want? Bet. Because I think to myself, like, I have fought 10 men at once. This ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> walk in here and just read these lines. Okay. So it's perspective it's great. And, and the discipline yeah. that martial arts, I think, gives Mm -hmm. is is so it it could be so impactful for a career in the arts i think people don't maybe relate Mm -hmm. those two things quite often but the the focus and the attention and the dedication that that stuff takes Mm -hmm. it is so useful 
as an artist, as an actor. Yeah. So I, yeah, it is. And like you just said, like I'm trying, I know how to survive during a, an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Am I really going to yeah. sit here and allow my fear overcome yeah. me saying a couple of words on a page? It really does give you perspective. Right. What if they think I'm bad? They've, they've judged you the second you walk yeah. in. It really doesn't matter. They might like you. I mean, really, you're going to have a sandwich regardless after. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You will eat your lunch. Yeah, so, so like, it, I have that, and it kind of relaxes me a lot more mm-hmm. in there. kind of built my confidence. So I recommend that for those, uh, you know, really acting. Take them up on martial arts. Join a gym. Push yourself. Figure out yourself. And at the same time, here's the other two. Uh, it's a two for one. Uh, it was actually both of my grandparents. Um, my grandpa on my mom's side, uh, he was lost in an incident in a hospital a few months before I was born. Mm. But uh, he was uh, Richard Sims. And this guy was a activist, fully involved in his community, church, man, military, you name it, raised six kids. I'm talking like activist activist was there for absolute black red movements the guy was one of like he was a black dj which is nearly rare back then i go on for a minute about him to the point where if you don't believe me you can google his name he has a plaque on the chesapeake bay right now yeah absolute man so hearing about him and my my grandpa my dad it was very similar very 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 similar and i look at their lives and i think about how can i bring the torch forward Mm. Now, here's another reason why I bring them up, how they inspire me, is a lot of times to tell people who are listening to this right now, look at your heroes and people like that and think to yourself, as yourself as being almost like an echo in eternity, how can you pass it forward and bring a positive change to those now that are around you in that? Acting, I'm portraying the human experience, good or bad. You can see it in something, yeah, you know what, me too. Yeah, man, I've been there. Because even me, as an actor right now, I'll watch movies and I'll cry and whatnot. I'll be like, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Everything ever all at once, man, I felt the husband in that movie right there. It's like, yeah, I've been there, fam. I've been there. And I'll cry and I'll think of memories and I'll laugh. And it, it's it's a beautiful moment, which is life. Even a kata is a moment. It is a moment right there I can just really encamp- and like just circle around in that point right there. And then I can just kind of move it forward. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, look at what you're doing. Maybe you're not an actor. That's fine. Maybe you work at a Target or a Best Buy. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you're an artist. Art is very beautiful and important. Maybe you're a mathematician. Regardless, you know, just look at who you came before you and see what you can bring. Mm. Do you believe it's just, even if it's just a small thing? Because I want to say this for one very important reason. Go back to the very beginning. One random person, I have no idea who is. Hey, you have a nice voice. You should probably do theater. Hey, Keith Silverstein. Hey, oh yeah, man. Here's an hour of my time. And now here I am. You don't realize, you might think it's small to you, but it's huge for someone else. So take that going forward. That's very, I think that artist specifically, but I think this applies to any career and just the human experience, kind of the reaching of the arm down to the people that are still finding their way or the next generation, whatever the group of people that aren't where you are at potentially, however we view subjectively success, whatever, all that stuff. There is a kind of an obligation I feel, and I've always felt towards 
I mean, it's kind of what this podcast is about, is providing <laughs> resources to people and, and giving people the opportunity to chase their dreams. But something you said, which was very important, is how can you leave something in this echo chamber to keep these movements, these motions going forward of the people before us, of our heroes before us. And I struggled with this for a while where I would be like, what am I doing with my life? I dress up and I scream into a microphone or I play pretend. Is this really meaningful? There's been so many times where I've had that conversation and then like I'll go to the movies and I'll watch something or I'll play a game and I'll go, this is giving me such a viscerally like transformative experience in my life and my body and yeah. give me meaning and give me purpose like it's giving me joy it's giving me happiness and sadness I'm like oh yeah sure. I'm not curing cancer but I'm doing the other <laughs> thing that's really important which is allowing us to yeah. continue having this experience and talking about things and experiencing stories that we wouldn't experience otherwise we're not sitting yeah. around the campfire anymore telling fables <laughs> we go to the yeah. movies. Yeah. We play video games. Yeah. This is how we consume story. Even reading books is becoming a bit of a pastime, which is kind of scary. Oddly, yeah. But it's just kind of the future. So I, I do agree that especially in art, acting, any sort of venture, there's a really uh, there is a big importance that we can keep moving the the needle forward. And even if it's not the case, yeah. what you were saying is like, where can you find your 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 passion, your your inspiration, even like creating a, a healthy work environment? Maybe that's something you can be a part of. Like, hey, you know, at this yeah. company, we don't do this really well. Can we talk about this? Can we fix this? Can we figure out ways yeah. of incorporating some conversations to be like, hey. Uh, People need yeah. longer than five minutes to eat their lunch, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. I think that's very important. I'm really glad you shared those those experiences because that's, I think, what everything in this world is about, experiences and making yeah. them better for the next people. Maybe? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, last I checked, it sounds good to me, I'm saying. <laughs> Print it! Print it, Parker! <laughs> Our office this morning. <laughs> well, Bill, you have been an absolute pleasure here. Um, I've had so much fun. You are extremely talented. It's been a pleasure to know you, get to know you, and I am I'm so excited for everything coming up that I know you cannot talk about it. But the more you've alluded to it now, it just makes me even more hungry. Um, my man. Is there is there anything you would like to share that you can talk about or point people towards something? Is there a website or a social media they should follow more so than another? <laughs> you said you love photos. Uh, you know, should people be yeah. on the Instagram, the Twitter? What what can people do to find you, or uh, what should they be looking forward to? Oh sure, uh, you can find me as uh, Bulldozer Seven Seven on Instagram and Bulldozer Seven 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 on Twitter. You find me there a lot. Are uh, if uh, if I really know you, you can find me on Facebook. If I actually know you, I will I will add you. If not, don't take it personally. <laughs> but uh, it's it's still an open Facebook. So you can just see what I write. But you know, if I don't friend you, it's probably because I never met you. Yes, so that's fair. <laughs> Let's be honest. Though uh, I'm very active on all three, especially Twitter. And I apologize. This would be more so. I did a push up today. I made a brisket. It's I don't like to do too much with the drama. So I'm saying like, hey, well, Black Lives Matter. If that's too much drama for you. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. But I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, you can find me there. 
pretty easy outside of that i go to the gym i keep it easy yes <laughs> well you are an inspiration to me um you're an inspiration hey Paul. i'm just doing what i do i'm just i'm just waking up and going to sleep that's what i'm doing <laughs> that's my motto wake up and then make sure you go to sleep if that you've done that you've done something real good but you really are you've been a, a an inspiration to me and to many others and i think you are i, I really do think you are a a really pivotal person in the voiceover industry, not just for what you speak about and what you advocate for, um, but also, it sounds silly, but like fitness is a really important thing. And I think a lot of people who are interested in VO, there is a tendency for there to be an apprehension to go to the gym or worry about your fitness or, you know, the, the, the stereotypes of what typical anime people are or how they look and how they care about their body. Yeah. I think there is a world where you can be interested in all these things. You can be a nerd yeah. and you can also be in, in, in good shape and you can take care yeah. of yourself and you can, you know, uh, advocate for your, for your health. And I think you are someone who is a very very good success story of that so um, (laughs) thank you for doing that and uh, make sure you guys check out Bill's stuff he is a wonderful wonderful human being Uh, if you haven't seen Jojo's or Cyberpunk or any of the other cool things I highly recommend it you were also in like My Hero Academia we'll hear about this in the intro I record earlier we're going to hear about all of his credits but uh, yeah as the more I've gotten to know you and your work I've really just been inspired so thank you for coming on here thank you for sharing your stories with our our audience and uh, we'll have to have you back at some time man this has been a blast Brother, name the day. <laughs> I will name many. Thank you, dude. This has been amazing. We will hang out soon. You will see how weak I am, and hopefully you will push me to become stronger. Oh, your soul is mine. <laughs> awesome, dude. Bill, thank you so Hi, much brother. for coming on, dude. We'll chat soon. My yeah, man. bye-bye. Great, dude. What a amazing personality. I strive to be as jolly as Bill is. He really always just puts a smile on my face. Uh, I got to know him fairly recently, uh, but he's just a good guy. Just a good, honest, nice guy. One of those people that you're like, I feel better being around this person. And sometimes those people are hard to find. (laughs) So thank you, Bill, for everything you do. He is, uh, I really, if you haven't seen Cyberpunk... Same with Zach. Just the performances across the board. Phenomenal. What a great show. And um, even his stuff in My Hero, in Tekken, the animated series. Really, really talented actor. I always get impressed when somebody just kind of stumbles into this career like he did. Kind of accidentally off of the suggestion of someone saying, hey, you're good at something. So thank you guys for watching, listening. Um, ignoring whatever you choose to do with this podcast. If you've made it this far, I really appreciate you. You're a real one. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review on the Apple and the Spotify and the whatever. Your words mean a lot to me. We're almost at a year. Insane. Insane. www.paulcastrojr.com slash coaching. If you are interested in doing some private coaching, I'm going to be offering limited amounts of it. Limited amounts, because I don't have a lot of time. And some career consultations, if you're considering being a voiceover. We can go over your materials and all that stuff. So check that out. Uh, More podcast episodes coming every week. You know the deal. Thank you, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. We'll see you on the next one.